a sneak peek at what's coming up next. Yeah, you can do a world domination victory being Gandhi. (laughs) Yeah, you can build giant death robots. Death robot Gandhi. Yeah, death robot Gandhi. What? Like, I think that's the next big blockbuster by Marvel. Death. (laughs) Death robot Gandhi. Welcome to Almost Veteran Podcast. My name is Nick. I, I'm apparently Steve today. Guys, that's what you do every single time I, we start I, the show. I know, but I didn't realize you were starting Every yet. time we start. Like, I didn't realize you were starting yet. I know I just said we got to get going because every time we, we start, we move on here, but you say, welcome to Almost Veteran Podcast. My name is Nick, and this is right. And, and I expect me. you to like on cue go, and I'm Steve, but instead it's, you go, Steve, because it sounds so awkward and corny. Every time you do it, like you're a game show. <laughs> yes, just go with it, Jesus, like the man. The Price is Right. Just go with it. My name is Nick, and welcome to The Price is Right. All right, so I'm not going to do it this episode then. <laughs> no, if you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> All, right. All right. Why don't you go through your thing? No, 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 I'm good. No, I mean like, uh, as always, in every episode, I start out saying that neither Nick or I claim to be experts in anything at all. We're experts in nothing, including life and how to live and conversations and communication and if uh you have a problem with anything we say well you can just go home and uh hit yourself in the head with a hammer never once said that (laughs) never if you you know all right uh (laughs) so at least we got that out of the way all right so i actually wanted to talk about Uh uh-huh fixations you want to talk about being fixated on something like special interests like people talk about in the community or um, like actually being fixated both. on something. It can be special interest and also just being fixated on something at the given moment. Okay. Um sure. I also wanted to talk a little bit about um authenticity. Yeah, you did. So <laughs> Yeah, you did. Uh I knew so I knew you were gonna bring that up. For anybody listening who is an autistic person or if you're somebody who has a family member or kid or whatever is on the spectrum um you may notice that sometimes you or the person you love gets hyper fixated on things also applies to a lot of people who have adhd so if you have adhd and you're listening mm-hmm. you may get fixated on things at times and you yes know, people are divergent people in general people in our community often have special interests like nick was yeah. saying but it's not also it's not just special interest because sometimes you'll get fixated on something that may not normally be under the umbrella of your special interest. Maybe right. it's just what you're fixated on at the time. Right. It could be a task that you're doing that day. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that, especially when dealing with neurotypical folk, mm-hmm. that they may not always understand or be patient with people while we're in the zone. Well, I think some of the lack of patience to it is because they, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, they're able to switch between tasks rather easily and seamlessly if you will they can put something down for a time and then come back to it if you will and walking away from something can cause folks on the spectrum or or just neurodivergent folk can cause us a bit of distress yeah and i I didn't know at times i've said this a million times during Mm -hmm. our show but i I didn't know obviously i was autistic when i was younger Mm -hmm. excuse me so i just thought that like I had an, a, a reason for it. I came up with in my own head, which was yeah. just, well, I just need to get this done. Whatever I'm fixated on, whether it's, um, you know, if I decide to do something, it's always been hard for me to stop doing it until right. it's completed. Yes. Me so too. if I decide, hey, today I'm going to paint the house, I can paint the whole fucking house in one day. I can't just paint half the house because leaving it unfinished is going to drive me nuts or walking away from well, it. So here's my question on that. Uh, and just to play a little bit of the devil's advocate, um, don't other people have that same issue too? Don't other people want to be able to dedicate the amount of time to completely complete a task? Yes. The difference is that when they walk away from it, they're not thinking about it constantly the whole time while they're not doing it. Uh huh. So if, if I decide to cover this room in soundproofing mm-hmm. and I get a quarter of the room done, then I go for lunch with my lady Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm at lunch, I'm thinking about finishing the room. Yeah, I know. Or if I decide to, I, I recently built a new PC, as mm-hmm. you know, and the PC I put together, I put it all together in one night. Mm-hmm. And my, my girlfriend was like, oh, I thought you were going to start it and finish it tomorrow. I'm like, no, I can't start building a computer and then stop. 
Well, you could. You just didn't want to. Um, you you actually could because you just gave the example. You only did a quarter of the room, but it was still on your mind for the rest of the day. And no shit, it's going to be on your mind. It's a project you want to do. In that regard, you're saying you couldn't, but yes, you could. Um, if I really pulled myself away, right. but it was very hard for me to stop doing it, yes. especially because leaving a computer half put together mm -hmm. is kind of stressful because then you're going to go back to it and remember what you were connecting and where, if you're mm -hmm. plugging stuff into the motherboard and like, but what the hell was I doing? I don't trust. remember where I was. I, I understand the difficulty of it. I, <clears throat> I'm just throwing that out there. But it ended up taking a lot more time also than I thought it was going to. Because mm. I thought it was going to take maybe an hour. Ended up taking me, uh, I don't know. I think every project takes longer than we plan. Four or five hours. Um, maybe longer to put it. Well, it didn't, probably took me like four hours to put it together. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the first computer I built in about a in about 10 years the mm -hmm. last time i put together a computer but i don't want to bore people about talking about computers but well i think <clears throat> some people would probably be fascinated to find out what kind of computer you got and the specs to it and hearing yeah, all of that stuff to that. but it was I it mean, was putting it together to, i haven't done that in such a long time i kind yeah. of i had to remember exactly what order to do things in mm -hmm. and then i did stuff in in order that maybe i shouldn't have like i should have plug stuff into the motherboard like the power mm -hmm. certain pieces into the with the they have modular cables nowadays yes. so not everything just comes out of the power supply you can plug in each thing individually into the power supply right but the way i should have had things plugged in certain things ahead of time before i mounted the board right but i mounted the board before i had um put on my graphics card and plugged in any of the wires mm -hmm. and because i have such a giant cooler on there it made it hard for me to plug certain things into the board because the cooler was in the way. Anyway, and make it a long is story massive, short. by the way. I had no idea that processor coolers had to be that fucking <clears throat> big. Um, like this fucking thing. They're not. Big. Like if they did liquid cooling, it would have been a lot smaller. But that cooler doesn't require maintenance. Uh huh. I don't have to replace it. Mm -hmm. um, if I use that thing for 10 years, that cooler will last 10 years. The only thing okay. I might have to change the thermal paste. But the cooler itself will last forever because it doesn't have... Um, it doesn't have a pump. It doesn't have all the parts that a liquid cooler has. We have to, right. you have to change the pump over time and all that. This thing will just work. Just yeah. a radiator with fans. Right. But it's also one of the best coolers you can buy. It just, it's huge. It's massive. It is, it takes <clears throat> up a huge portion anyway, of Anyway, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about my computer the whole time. Hey, we're not you know, we're talking, talking about, about the whole time. Talking about fixations. Yeah, hey, we're talking we about fixations. It looks like did. Uh, and he's probably going to bring up his computer again. Um, so tell people one of the reasons why you got a new computer. Um, we might as well bring it up because it does play into this topic. Uh, well, one, well, there's a few different reasons. One, it makes... Um, yeah, give give the fixation reason or the thing you ended up getting fixated on. Well, I mean, I, I ended up picking up Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. But that's not... The reason, because I had, I was I actually had pre-ordered it on PlayStation 5. Yeah, but then you switched it to I canceled my because I had the new computer, but that's not why I built it. I built it for other reasons. No, I'm saying it's a contributing factor to it that you wanted to be able to play awesome-ass video games on it. Yeah, I do like playing games. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not the only reason. Well, the reason why I did bring it up, though, wasn't to point out the fact that you play video games or, you know, the computer had something to do, do with that, but it's because of the fixation part about it, right? Uh, because... You know, both of us play video games, and when a brand new game comes out, we kind of obsessively play it, like a lot. Yeah. It depends on the game, but yes, yeah. Uh, especially, I've heard about it for an entire week straight now. Yeah, well, I mean, I I built the computer mainly because my lap uh, I had a desktop that mm -hmm. I was using for things, and it's out of date. Yeah, I'm using my laptop, but for a lot of the things that we do, like recording this podcast, we were right. recording that entire show on my laptop, right? Which was a few years older. I wanted something that would be dedicated just to doing like video editing. Yeah. It's more, a lot more powerful than my laptop. Um, so any of the stuff we do when we usually we export an episode for this show, right. it would take me like 40 minutes to export mm -hmm. an episode. I exported the last episode in four minutes. Right. Which is a huge difference. And that's mainly because the processor is much more powerful. Yeah. And there's the case is cooled so well that the processor can work pretty hard and pump it out. Right. So on to fixations. Yeah. Or getting back to. So the reason I wanted to talk about fixations yeah. was I, anybody who's listening, 
probably mm-hmm. already knows what their fixations are. Yeah, their their special interests, the things they've hyper fixated on, uh, their obsessions, whatever way you want to word that. But what I w- really wanted to talk about was the experiences we have dealing with people who don't get it. Who don't get it. Um, I mean, I think I think some of that not getting it also goes into info dumping, too, because some of the things that they don't understand is why we're obsessively talking about it or why we go into such meticulous detail about it or why we're not. Uh, we don't understand. Oh, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Like Can't when you, you were hint mansplaining um, to people when I I yeah. rarely mansplain to anyone. You said you were info dumping and you got accused of Oh yeah, I got I got accused of mansplaining just because I was info dumping a little bit. Yeah. Well you maybe yeah. you were mansplaining. Sure. You were a man and you were explaining. Things. I'm I'm gonna go with that must be the case that no matter what I say, I'm fucking mansplaining. I'm gonna go with that. <clears throat> Nick, you're a white male. Not uh, really we're gonna go in that <laughs> direction when it comes to this. Okay. So um I, I am those things, yes. But uh I, I think that so it's not that we have fixations that you want to talk about. It's more about people's perceptions of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the fact that some neurotypical folk don't quite understand why we're so obsessive. Yeah, because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you can call it a special interest. It, you can call it your obsession. You can call it your uh, fixations. Um, we get, you know, stuck. Uh, we get stuck on shit. Uh when we like it, but not even when we like it. I mean, I get stuck on some shit. I don't even want to fucking think about, but it's fucking there. And I fucking overthink the shit out of it. Yeah. We get fixated on things like sting was fixated on whoever he wrote every breath you take about. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So when it comes to that though, like people have, you know, like folks, uh, uh, will, not understand relatively speaking, but I think some of the not understanding is also coming from our perception. I think some of it is we think they don't understand why because their response doesn't indicate to us that they get it. But then again, we're also not asking that either for the most part. And maybe some people are, and you probably are. I don't know. But like for the most part, a lot of it, like, um, they, they just don't understand why I'm so fixated on it. Yes, they do. They but have an obsession not too. being able to let things go. That part <laughs> might be a little harder to understand. I, I don't do it as much as I used to, at least around people that are not you. What a hard time letting go, letting s- subjects go. Right. Yeah. I, I don't do it as much around other people. I'm saying around right. you because I do it around you. Yeah. You do it to me all the time. But when I'm around other people, I don't do it because mm-hmm. I know that they, people find that annoying. Right. Um, and it used, people used to point it out to me all the time before I knew I was autistic, as yeah. I've said a million times. And I just like, I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand why either. I was like, you know, I just, I got to get it out. Yeah. I just can't, I just can't let it go. Yeah. I'm just trying to get it out of me. Or it's like, we yeah. bring up something in a conversation. Right. Or we're having a conversation or a debate or an argument mm-hmm. about whatever it is. And you said something five minutes ago, and I'm like, I not, I'm not, I haven't moved on past that yet because right. I, I need to resolve what is this, what is this thing we need to discuss yeah, and yeah. figure it out. Or especially if I felt like I was misunderstood, and I needed to right. If you felt like you were misunderstood, I need to explain where I'm coming from. I need to, and and I'm not trying to put the onus completely on you know the <laughs> autistic folk uh, for some of this, but I do want to make sure that we're also taking a look at like we're assuming there's a perceptual we're assuming they don't understand just because it didn't seem like they get it, but that doesn't mean they didn't actually get it. Yeah. It just, sometimes it feels that way. I think it depends on the the words that people use. If they don't make it clear, um, because a lot of, a lot of us don't deal very well with subtlety at times. I mean, that's a true statement, but that's still on kind of like what happened with your wife. (laughs) What do you mean? Like the not directly communicating with me about her expectations. We're going to bring that up now. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I just thought of it. Yeah. All right. It's nothing major, but you know, we were doing a, a show. Oh, and she yeah, wanted yeah, me to, she wanted of, me to come yeah. to a rehearsal. Right. But she sent an email to everybody saying right. everybody needs to be there. I didn't know that meant, Hey Steve, that means you need to cancel the thing you do that night right. and be there too. Like, well, you need to tell me, I don't freaking know. Right. I mean, some people would interpret that though 
because it says everyone. So some people would interpret but I had that a, to mean everyone. But I had an agreement already where I wasn't going right. to be there those nights. On Thursdays, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and But right there, that's a good example of subtlety and context, right? Not necessarily subtlety, I guess, but context to it, right? Because there's more to the story than just she sent an email saying everyone you knew full well uh, that you had already told them Thursdays, not so much. But in that, like, there needed to be a little bit more communication to it. But it's also perception, right? Some people would have read everyone on Thursday and automatically said, okay, I got to be there, regardless of what else was said to them. But for you, already have told them Thursday you can't be there became the priority, not the everyone needs to be there. So that's a perceptual thing. I think <clears throat> I could be wrong in my wording, but I, I think that's kind of point uh, kind of points to it there. Yeah, because any other night where they needed everybody, I yeah. ignored it. Yeah. So now you're saying you need everybody there Thursday, even though right. you already told me you need everybody Thursday yeah. previously, but I wasn't there those Thursdays. Right. So that's why I'm and saying, that, how am I supposed to draw the text? Yeah. How am I supposed yeah. to? Um, and I get it. Um, and I will say this does kind of translate, I will say too, because like in the community, I mean, you've done it a lot in the show too. Uh, we've kind of focused a great deal on how the NT world is so drastically different than us. And I think there's, there's a level of it's our perception as autists trying to figure out the world that is creating some of that issue. Because we're making perceptual assumptions about certain things, and we're saying, well, why can't they just this? Why can't they just that? At the same time, what are we doing to try to help ourselves figure that out too? And I think that kind of ties into it too, because it's almost as if we're getting, as a community, hyper-fixated on, they all need to change. This is how we do stuff, and that's all there is to it. And I think there's, there's kind of that too. Um, I think in a way, uh, quite a few of us get focused on this is how I am. This is all there is to it. That's it. This is how we and, do it. And that's almost like a fixation on self, if you will. Not being selfish. I'm not trying to say that. But like almost a fixation on self in the sense of like being very rigid in the application of who one is and what the behaviors are. I get selfish sometimes. Yeah, we all do sometimes. It's because I like scallops. And lobster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew exactly the pun you were going <laughs> for. <laughs> and I don't dislike the pun. Don't dislike it. Although I could, I could really enjoy some seafood today. Yeah. Ooh. Where was it that you <clears> took <throat> me to the other day? The the boat place? Um, The Tipsy Seagull. Oh, that's right. Delicious place. If you're in the Fall River, Massachusetts area and you'd like a tasty beverage or a nice meal, go to what's it called? The Tipsy Seagull. Go to the Tipsy Seagull. Yeah. Um, well, the pizza I had gave me bad heartburn, but it's not their fault. Yeah, it is. That's your bad genetics. Yeah, well, so is your autism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's kidding. That and the MMR vaccine. Oh. <clears throat> oh. And your mom taking Tylenol. And the autism chair that you wanted to create, the autism acupuncture chair. It's your mom's fault. Yeah, it's it the is. genes. It's the uh, the Tylenol she took. Yep. Yep. And what was the other one? Uh, no, no, no. The, oh. the other one that, that I was reading that people were saying caused it is like. Oh, soybean oil. Soybean oil. Yeah, soybean oil. Or um, getting a virus while you're pregnant. Yeah, or the virus when you're pregnant. Yeah. Because it apparently. <clears throat> causes an autoimmune response in the baby's whatever. Yeah, all right. Sorry, cool. anybody listening who's offended, I'm kidding. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just bringing up, we've, we've looked up a bunch of different things and it's just so stuff you, people have talked Nick about. Nick and I have um, developed the language skills to understand mm -hmm. sarcasm. Oh, and I've noticed true. a lot of other autistic mm. people that I speak to don't always understand my humor because I use a lot of sarcasm, but yeah. I also used to not get sarcasm very well like when I was younger. Yeah, me too. A lot of things went over my head. Yeah, um, because I didn't realize people were joking or mm -hmm. being sarcastic. But now I do that a lot myself. When I do it to other autistic people, a lot of times they're looking at me like, "The fuck?" Right? Yeah. Oh, kind of like when we put out <clears throat> when you put out that video clip from the episode, and you said the autistic acupuncture chair. Yeah. And that one person responded with, "Oh, I got it. I finally got it. You were autistic. I was going to say something else. Sorry, uh, somebody. I, I got it. You're being sarcastic." Um, so yeah, somebody on the video actually like at first was going to comment and make some like mean comment towards mm -hmm. us because they actually thought Steve was being serious about it. 
And uh, then they finally understood. And apparently, oh, like, some people didn't people get didn't. the the Trump one too, because they they thought I was being serious. Oh yeah, well yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> a if you don't have the context that we're doing a show about autism, and then I'm yeah. saying I'm doing an impression of Trump talking about autism, right. but you don't know it's a show about autism, you yeah. might be like, what the hell? It like it might be offensive if you don't understand the context. Eh. You think that yeah. I'm just making fun of autistic people, which I don't know how I was. I was just Trump talking about. Like, I love artistic people. Artistic people are the best. All right. So you just explained about <laughs> you making that joke and people not understanding it. And then you went right back into doing it. Yeah, but it's in the uh-huh. show. I was saying out of context when I took the clip out. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Like, the name of the show is on the spectrum, and yet people misunderstand. If you're watching a reel yeah. on YouTube or YouTube short, whatever it's called, you might not see the name of the show because it's in the corner. It's in the bottom right hand corner. You don't see the name of the show. You just see the video pop up. Am like I when the, you're in when you're in TikTok, right? You don't see yeah. the name of the person. You just see the video. Like in order to see who it is you're who's talking, you have to go look at the description. Am I the only person who reads that little yeah, thing? No oh. one reads that. That's why, like, oh. a lot of times people don't understand the context because I'm, they see the clip. We get the context, well, but yeah. they don't because they don't know who oh. we are. I'm the only one who reads that. Oh, well then. Yeah. The more you know. I in fact read almost every tag. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell me about some times where you've been hyper fixated and it caused some problems for you? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, caused problems in my, um, yeah, in my, uh, uh, in my former marriage in my first one. Uh, I, so I have obsessively played a game called civilization, which I know is not abnormal for people on the spectrum to play that game. Um, but I've obsessively played it since the very beginning. So they like to play civilization out. cause they can't fit into one. Yeah, I'd like to create it in my own image. Um, But I've I've obsessively played this game for a very, very long time. And when I was married, uh, a new version of it came out. um, I think it was four had come out. Number four? I think it was number four. Anyway, maybe it was number three. No, no, it was number four. It was number four. Anyway, number four came out. And um, I obsessively played it. I would play for hours on end and I would get so wrapped up in the game that I would spend five to six hours at a time playing the damn game. And I just kind of got wrapped into it and got so hyper fixated into it, just playing it, turn after turn after turn, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta play the turn, gotta play the turn. It's a turn-based game. And for a bunch of years, I couldn't figure out how to walk the fuck away from it. Even though I was under no pressure to play the game, I had no pressure to make the turn happen. I could have let it sit there for hours and helped my wife do stuff, but I didn't. I got really wrapped in the game constantly. I also, at the time, did not know certain other pieces about me. And so I was in a very bad kind of emotional place. I was very depressed and stuff. I didn't know I was bipolar at the time. So I didn't know that I was in you know depressive episodes often. And, and just for other other environmental reasons. So um, is, is, but I got so hyper fixated, but I would play for like four or five hours at a time <clears throat> and time would just kind of lose. I would just lose track of time altogether. Is, um, civilization. Is that kind of like autistic risk? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with calling it that. Yeah. Autistic risk. Yeah. I'm d- that's the new name right there. Yeah. For now on, I'm going to call it autistic risk. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. risk with a lot more detail. Right. Right. You're t- taking over. It's actually that that is a big component of the game for a domination victory. Yeah, that's actually a big component <clears throat> to it. Um, well, you're leading a civilization. And you have to deal with other civilizations, right. right? Can you you can pick different leaders to play as to can you yes, pick you like Gandhi or something? Yeah. And you can pick even though he wasn't really a leader. He was yeah, but political. you can still play as Gandhi. Uh, you can play as uh, Julius Caesar. You can play I saw as jokes Abraham about Lincoln. people nuking other countries as Gandhi as, yeah. because they thought it was funny. Yeah, you can do a world domination victory being Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So you have a pacifist blow up other countries. Yeah. You can build giant death robots and have Gandhi uh, <laughs> have mm. an entire army of giant death robots. Nice. It's wicked funny, actually. It's wicked funny. Death I mean, Robot Gandhi. Yeah, Death Robot Gandhi. What like I think that's the next big blockbuster by Marvel. Death <laughs> Death Robot Gandhi. <laughs> I think they should just make a Transformers movie where Gandhi is a is a the, the new Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Transforms from a truck into Gandhi. Because then he won't have to. He just has fuel. Actually, how do what do Transformers run on? Don't they have some energy? Energon. 
hell is that? I don't know anything about Transformers. Energy. They have like a crystal or something? No, it's Energon. What the hell is an Energon? It, it's made up energy that they put into a cube form. I Yeah, it's got to be a cube because whenever comic books don't know how to describe or they, they have no way to explain how they get this massive amount of energy, they come uh-huh. up with some stupid rock or yeah. some block That's or exactly a square right. yeah. or a crystal that magically yeah. gives you power. That's exactly right. Kind of like uh, Iron Man's bullshit chess thing. How is that bullshit? They explain it in the fucking movie. Oh, yeah, movie. they explain it really well in all this made-up science. That's exactly right. It's like Energon, whatever the hell yeah. it is. I have yeah. my unobtainium shield. There you go. Unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, What's that made-up crap that they what? have the Black Black Panther suit is made out of? Um, vibranium? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is that? The hardest metal in the world? <laughs> that is what they make vibrators out of. Yeah. <laughs> Vibranium. <clears throat> May the world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the world's strongest sex toys. The amount of of people I have <clears throat> known who have broken them would probably pay top dollar for a vibranium vibrator. There you go. Oh my god. If uh, you love her, get her the best vibranium vibrators. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Wow. Well, it's got a little cap- Captain America shield logo on the side of it. <laughs> right on the tip. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I said if you love her, I don't mean to leave everybody else out. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people use vibrators. That is that is supposedly true. That is supposedly true. Uh, so, okay, how do we go from hyperfixations or just special you were talking- interest to fucking vibrators? Because <laughs> he's, he went he went from fucking like he went from things we obsess the- about. To it's another part of the autistic mind is connecting dots. It is true. The it associations is, uh, we make. Yeah. The association between whatever you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, your civilization. That's right. Yeah, civilization. I actually think that um I actually think, and I could be totally wrong, totally off base. I have no <laughs> civilization to vibrators. Yeah, we went civilization to vibrators. Who who would have guessed? Um, I actually uh, believe, and I don't have any evidence to support this. I've never read a paper on it. I have no idea, but I'm going to say just I think that autistic people Let's go Bill are super, 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 super good at improv just for that association reason. Sure. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if they'd be good performers or not, but I would say most autistic folk would probably be good at word level one. Let me, let me be specific. Level one autists would probably be damn good at improv. Well, I just hit level six in Baldur's Gate. So you did just hit level six. So I Man. don't even know what that means now. Well, it means I your, unlocked new your abilities. support needs are like super high. I unlock new abilities. Means. I'm able you're, to travel intimate, interdimensionally through yeah, time and space. Yeah, you're not just profound autistic. You are uh, well beyond uh, the realm of profound. I have a voice and I can speak, but I just speak through one of those Stephen Hawking voice box things. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I am the cutest of Borg. All right. So we went, having, we went from having <laughs> people who listen to our show to back to just me and you listening to the show right there. I am the cutest of Borg. Uh, I I actually just restarted watching uh, Star Trek from the beginning. Yeah, next generation that is. Yeah. So civilization yeah, caused civilization. problems <laughs> in your relationship. Yeah, so because... it caused problems. So one of the things I had to do was I had to figure out how to not lose track of time. And I know that might sound pretty simple for a lot of people to to just know how not to lose track of time. But I had a severe issue with losing track of time. I really did for a long time. Some people might call it time blindness, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I just always said I had a fucking problem keeping track of time. Have you tried contacting contacting Huey Lewis in the news? I I did. did So it can help take you back in time. Uh Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, And... I eventually had to figure out that whether I'm watching TV, whether I'm listening to the radio, whether I'm playing Civilization, I had to be able to also respond and pay attention around me. So it's actually a skill I had to develop, or at least I believe it's a being skill I had to develop aware. in me. Yeah, just being a little bit more aware in the moment, being a little bit more mindful, if you will. Yeah, I spent, um, well, when I built the computer together and I was up all night, I actually knew huh? that it was taking all night. Yes. But if I'm doing something like playing Balderdash. Uh-huh. Which uh, is which is what his partner likes to call Baldur's Gate. She likes to call which it Baldur's Dash. Just came out not so long ago. Yeah, but it's a D and D game. And it's really fun. But you're playing that, you know, two or three hours ago by, and it feels like it was ten minutes. So I'm like, right. holy crap! Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of what it was when I was playing Civ. I mean, now that I'm playing Call of Duty, I'm actually really happy that like the the uh, it's broken the, up into matches, right? Yeah. So it's like you can take a break. Doing, 
It takes about 15 minutes max. It's like when I used to play Overwatch. Yeah. Um, Overwatch games. It depends on the map and right. what game you're playing because yeah. there's different. Some Overwatch matches could last half an hour, 40 mm -hmm. minutes. Some of them could last 15 minutes. It depends on how good the players are and what right. type of map you're playing. Yeah. But at least there's there's a limited amount of time. With Civilization, you can literally go from you know year zero uh, to... What is it? Uh, turn 350, I think, is the match. Wait, if you're playing year zero, could you play Jesus? Well, I meant turn zero. I'm sorry. I meant turn zero, not year zero. So you can't play Jesus. Um, you can't no. play baby Jesus? Yeah. What are you looking at? The thing in the bottom corner that says somebody just jumped on Baldur's Gate 3. Sorry. Really? I saw, I saw a little this box is why on the screen. I, I hide yes, this stuff. The, yeah, but that's not going to help. It's a computer screen in front of me, okay? <laughs> sorry, everybody. I saw something pop up on his computer screen, and it caught my eye. Um, I'm a little distractible sometimes. Uh, it's because Steam is open. Yeah, that's actually why. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, losing track of time. All right, guys, we're going to re-record so, this episode. No, I'm just uh, um, so, I, I used <coughs> to get that way, but I had to kind of work my... And one of the reasons why I had to, to figure that out is, for one, my partner wanted more time of me, right? And I'm in a relationship. So I shouldn't get meh about shit, right? I shouldn't get so, but this is what I want to do. No, because I'm I'm sharing my time with another human being, right? And so I was being neglectful to my partner at that time. Because of that, I, I was not giving the attention to my partner that my partner maybe wanted at that time, right? And, and like one of the things that kind of helped get me out of that was actually the fact that I had kids. That helped me a great deal because it was what's more important. And it's not that my partner at the time was not important to me. It's just I, I couldn't. I kind of always still felt like, well, but this is what I want to do at the time. Why can't you just leave me be until I'm done playing so my what video was more, game? But it was I mean, there was a lot of factors that kind of tied into it. There so what really was more surprising, the fact that you were able to walk away from uh -huh. Civ or the fact that you actually had functioning game mates? Uh, and what? functioning gametes what was you it? had kids oh kids right yeah, okay you and your big words it was a joke that you didn't get no i didn't um so i mean yes my priorities shifted as well as with that shift in priorities i also you know started to reevaluate like am i just thinking about me because if you always, and this is my personal opinion, if you always walk around asking yourself, do I want to or not for everything possible, you're probably not going to do a whole lot of things that you probably should, right? You're going you're gonna to only do what you want to do. But that's also a little bit inconsiderate to others around you. Sometimes you got to think about other people. Right. And if you want to be my lover, you got to get with, with my, my friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like... It's not always what you want to do. It's who you want to be. Right. I, I mean, in, in, a, in a way, we could, we could, you know, assign a negative perception, a negative value to this. We, we, we could kind of misjudge or judge me a great deal in those situations and just be like, well, you just, you know, we're a selfish man or, or some shit like that. But I really think it has something to do with the fact that I got fixated on it because it was very hard to pull myself away from it. And even to this day, I've actually got to plan out when I play more. Like, I actually have to plan it out a lot better. It wasn't yeah. just, oh, I want to play, so I'm going to go play. Now it's, okay, I want to, but what else needs to happen before I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I and yes, to... that's a level of maturity and all that jazz. I also think it's about me kind of working around the way I think, the way I do things. Yeah. And now that I know that I'm autistic, I mean, that might have something to do with it. I don't know definitively, and by no means am I one of those people who says that I'm autistic, so everything I do is autistic. Well, I thought Not you. One of those I thought we we worked on it though. Like we came up with my hmm? my formula. My yes, tinct, my yes. Tincture. Your uh, your your cure, if you will. Yeah, the tincture didn't work. No, no, I'm still autistic. I've been slipping it in yeah. your coffee in the morning, but I know, but I'm still autistic. Okay, the essential oils didn't help. Mm -mm. No, no, and I thought that the lavender. You, and, you know my personal opinion about essential oils. It was lavender and essence of lemongrass. Oh God, God. It's a ground okay. of quartz. Yeah, that's ground of quartz. That's always the funniest <laughs> ingredient of that to me. Um, no, no, so let's. So, what about you? Has has your special interests or info dumping or or 
you know, uh, getting obsessive into something has that ever caused issues for you? It has, but it's also created friendships. When I found um, people who were into the same thing, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, so, so help my me friend, out with that. One of my one of my close friends and I. Uh-huh. Um, he's not diagnosed, but he thinks that he is autistic. But okay. we used to be able to sit for hours and play video games together. But we would get fixated on the same games, mm-hmm. so we'd play them together and we'd get better together. Like uh, fighting games, for instance, where you have to you have to sink a lot of time into a game like Tekken or Street Fighter to actually yeah. get good at it. Yeah, improve the skill set. Because you need to learn the combos, situational, mm-hmm. like if this person does this, what are my options? What do I do? Right. And we get to the point where we could actually play tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're good enough to do that stuff. But we fixated on doing those things together. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's also caused problems, especially when I was dating people or partners who weren't so understanding. Right. Um, who, who held a social expectation they on They thought you? there was too many nights where I would play games for hours. Right. They wanted me to do something else. It, it was weird. What was weird to me, though, is it wasn't always like they wanted to spend time with me necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was just that they didn't like that I was doing that thing. Right. Right. It's, it's not. Like, why do you do the, that thing so much? Why yeah. can't you do something else? Right. Something more productive, if you will. Like, I, I, I used to get told that a lot, too. Why don't you do something more productive with your time? Well, I mean, I kind of did when I started doing a lot of video editing. Was it's not necessarily more productive, but I'm creating something at least instead of just yeah. playing a game. But well, creating for what purpose? Well, there is something rewarding about creating art. So, like when I when I do get obsessed about writing something, mm-hmm. if I'm writing, whether it be sketch, comedy, if I'm writing poetry, at least I have something to show for it versus just the experience. I'm not saying that the experience isn't valuable if you enjoy playing a game. It's just that I have something now that that's tangible that I've created after I'm done with the, whatever the process. But I think, I think both are just as valuable because one is self care. And if we translate that into the world of autism, one allows us to desense ourselves and to, to push away stress, you know, self care stuff, uh, and be able to kind of spend time for ourselves, just being us and unmasking and just kind of letting go by indulging in our fixation. And the other one is productive, but, is well, yeah, that, it's, is it's that also, productivity based on because it makes you feel good to do, or is it also based on you know the social I- expectation, the social imp- implication that we have to be productive? No, it depends. Like if you're an autistic person who likes to draw or likes yeah. to paint, yeah. Well, you're creating paintings that other people can enjoy, or but so you're you're creating something that you're enjoying and you're right. getting something out of the process, but you also have something to show for it when you're done versus. Uh, when you're playing a game, I love playing games, but when I'm right. done with it, I don't feel like I've enjoyed myself, but I don't have anything to show for all the time that I put into it versus if I really s- spend uh, 30 minutes writing a poem uh-huh. and then I have something I could could potentially share with other people or maybe people who have felt like me. And I have. I've shared. You have done that. But the, when I'm writing a poem, it's not like I'm not enjoying myself. It's it's therapeutic. It's a way for me to express myself because it's mm-hmm. hard for me to express my feelings verbally a lot of times. Right. And I usually express a lot of my feelings if I write look, something. Look, I've got something to show for it. I am level 381 in Call of Duty. Although That's something used to, to be show for it. Back in the day, yeah. uh, there was a black market for uh, MMO characters. I had friends who bought and sold yeah, yeah MMO multi online. Yeah, yeah, MMO. So back in the day, I had a friend who sold multiple EverQuest characters, yeah. uh, World of Warcraft. People used to buy accounts. Yes, so you're paying for the password and the lo- the name and password. Right, and then you'd have to take over billing and all that. But you'd buy so people would buy characters that were max level. Right. So somebody would sink hundreds of hours into this character mm-hmm. and then sell it. Now, given if you do the math, they're really not making that much money. But like I, I once sold a character for five hundred bucks back in the day. Which is and probably how many, how many hours did you put into probably it? illegal or a violation of terms and service? Yeah, whatever. When I was a kid, whatever. But, EverQuest oh, doesn't hundreds exist of hours, and I only yeah. made like five hundred bucks for those hundreds of hours. So I not even close to worth it. No, but so, you're saying I did get something out of it. Right, you did. But can you say that's a valuable use of your time to spend hundreds of hours playing World of Warcraft? It, it depends be. on what you mean by valuable. Like, right. yes, it's enjoyable. Like, I don't think that I'm really accomplishing much by playing Baldur's Gate besides enjoying myself. But I'm saying that I also can enjoy myself and be productive at the same time. You know, I I read something about... By productive, uh, I just mean creating something or, you know, or, like let's say Lauren, Lauren, one of Lauren's things is she likes to organize. And so uh-huh. she can... partner is Lauren, by the way. She can design a room uh-huh. and that's fun for her. Right. 
but she also is accomplishing something by making things neat and tidy and organizing, but she right. likes to do that. Yeah. She likes she's, Marie Kondo, like, you know. Yeah, she set her mind to some shit and she did it. So yeah. it's something that is making a difference, but also, uh -huh. well, at least in your personal space or other people's personal spaces, right. but, and it's something enjoyable. So, I'm so not, you I'm, can find something that's enjoyable, yeah. therapeutic, but also wanna, create something or generate something. I want to run on that range for a second. Why do things have to have multi multi-purposed? They don't, but when you're trying to... No, and, and I mean this, Steve, a lot of people have tendency to bring up, and like you just said, well, it's this, and it's this, and it's this. Why can't it just be fun? It can't just be why fun. Why can't it just be... Because like, there's no point to going to... Going to the, there's no point in going to Disney World. You're spending a lot of money, and you're having fun. Uh -huh. But like, you're not doing anything productive. So yeah, I mean, it's fine to have vacations and do fun things just for the sake of fun. Yeah, but every time you Watching a somebody, movie isn't productive. You're just sitting on your ass and watching a movie, but it doesn't I mean- I don't know. I don't know. If you're an actor, you're studying. Oh, if you're a writer, you're Most studying. Most people are not doing that though. They're watching the movie and not analyzing what's going on. Although I started, when I started oh. doing photography yeah. and when I started doing like filming stuff, right. I actually started analyzing the cinematography. Like, why did they choose to do this camera shot? Why yeah, did they choose yeah. it? And you, you actually can figure out reasons why or because certain, certain ways of shooting a scene mm -hmm. invokes a certain feeling in the person watching mm -hmm. it based on how it's framed and stuff. So you, right. you pick up on some of that stuff. Anyway. But yes, you can do that. Most people are just watching the movie to enjoy it. They're not yeah. paying attention to all that shit. Well, it, it's just, I always hear people name off like a ton of different purposes for what they're doing. And like, can, how about just one? So I actually think, based on what we're just talking about, I actually think playing a video game or playing a board game or uh, what, whatever the activity actually is, I think all of them hold purpose. I think all of them have a purpose. I didn't say none of them have and, no purpose. Well, let me finish what I'm saying real quick. I think all of them have purpose and to evaluate it based on the idea of productivity, I think is actually us selling short what it's really doing for us and us holding ourselves to always needing to be productive all the time. I think that actually contributes to meltdowns and burnout for our people. It can, but all, all I was trying to point out, because like I said, no, I, I enjoy playing, I en enjoy playing Baldur's Gate and right. that's not really super productive time. It is and it, does, and it doesn't have to be, but it is productive time. I'm saying that there are also things that I enjoy doing that are relaxing, therapeutic, but uh -huh. also allow me to create something. I'm saying like, like if you like to paint, but you are creating something, you're creating a character and you're leveling it right. up and you're, you're accomplishing hey, goals in the game. We've been, we've been kind of scatterbrained through this. Episode. Really? My, my mind is like a scrambled toast today. Really? Okay. okay. My, my, I, I no, I, I, my I mind is scrambled more than a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say okay. the joke. I actually think that we're actually <laughs> somewhere in this. I was about to make a joke that was going to get me in trouble. Yes, so. you probably were. Um, we were. I, I honestly think that like with everything you're talking about doing, whether it's writing something, directing something, editing something, photography, playing a video game, all of this, you're setting your mind to get something done and you're doing it for you. What? Nothing. That was not my phone. It's okay. Um, or, or maybe actually it was. So the scatterbrain thing. Yeah, it might have been. The only reason I brought that up. Yeah. Is we're getting to a point in the show uh -huh. where we'd like to transition topics before we run out of time. Oh, that was your transition moment. Yeah. So I we're we're never we're running. You hadn't told me that we're running okay, short so on time. Let's, so I want to let's switch to the. Next I also topic. wanted to talk about authenticity. Authenticity and, and what I mean by that specifically, please, is uh, if something is authentic, Nick. Uh -huh. I don't. We don't need to go Webster's dictionary definition. Even though I did look it up, um, of course you did. <laughs> what? What? When I say when somebody says they're authentic, or if yeah. you think someone's authentic, yeah. What qualities or traits do you think they have? Uh, when I think somebody's being authentic, yes, I think that they are uh, attempting to present themselves as best they can to what they believe they are. That is a probably a good interpretation of it, uh, because people don't always. Uh, necessarily, um, it's hard to be authentic if you don't realize you're full of shit. I, I agree with that. I also think that there are times where people think they know themselves extremely well, but 
there are certain things about them that they don't necessarily fully understand about themselves. I, because I study psychology as much as I do, because I love reading into it as much as I do, there are things that we believe we're, we're good at, or we believe that we do, or we draw conclusions about certain things about ourselves that aren't necessarily true. Like I heard somebody the other day, and this was at work, say, I have just a terrible memory. And they're trying to give me an example of what their terrible memory is. And it it wasn't that they had terrible memory. It's that all human beings have tendency to forget some shit. And that's what they also describe. depends on how much you drink. <laughs> that's true, too. But I mean, and valid. Like, there are other factors that contribute to it. But she was saying it as if it was a detrimental memory loss thing about her individually. And I yeah. tried to point out, no, people fucking forget names of things. People put shit down and forget they put, where do they put it? It, it. It's just part of being human. And she right. was trying to say that it's this big negative. Oh, okay. This major negative about her. Okay. Um, was I really looking at the screen that much? No, you can't now. It's minimized. Well, I know, but is that really what, why? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize I was looking that often. I was trying not Stop to. Stop looking at it. I didn't mean I to. I need to get a monitor. And by monitor, I mean like an actual video monitor. Yeah. And just point it away from the table <laughs> so you can't see. Jeez. Okay. Um, so yes I, authenticity. I, I point, pointed it out the other day on yeah. our Facebook page that I think it's a problem for a lot of people like us and I was just going out on a limb and assuming it was and it mm -hmm. seemed like a lot of people agreed with me right but it's difficult for us to understand um, or differentiate when people are being genuine with us and not I try to give people the benefit of the doubt right but a lot of times people present themselves in a way that is not in line with reality and it can let us down because we get our, we have ex certain expectations of somebody acts like they're a certain way or, uh -huh. or presents themselves a certain way to us. Uh -huh. Like, let's say, Hey, you know what? Um, I've had people who have asked me to, mm -hmm. to work on things with them. Right. Like I want to do this project with you or I want to do this and I want to mm -hmm. do that. Or that's really cool. I'm really interested in it. Right. And then they just show zero interest after that or they're not interested at all, which is fine. But like, if you, why pretend to care, pretend you were interested in something if you're not? But I don't think they were pretending at all. I think they did have interest in doing something. I think they did want to do something with you in that given moment. But then the rest of life slapped them in the face and they weren't able to make time Sometimes. for uh, I'm, I'm using that in general. You know, I'm using that in general terms because I think that's also part of it too. We need to not jump to the conclusion or, or jump to the assumption that somebody is being deceptive on purpose. Um, in, in the situation of like uh, uh, on your <clears throat> post that you made about authenticity, a bunch of people were, were describing, you know, traits and uh, NTs have tendency to do, right? Neurotypicals have tendency well, I think to do. It's, some of it is the people-pleasing stuff where people just want to say whatever to make you feel happy. Right. And NTs do a lot of that but stuff. But they say, oh, yeah, that's so awesome. That's cool. Yeah. But they're really not interested in saying that to right. make you feel good. And, and sometimes that is the case. But I'd rather people just be honest with me about it rather than uh-huh uh -huh. keep going shit up just talk <clears throat> i know it's yeah, keep going it's like pleasantries it's sorry my son was calling me it's like certain social expectations of hey you know let's uh if somebody says talking about something that they're interested in it's polite to right to react a certain way so that's I'd, I'd rather people not just be polite to be polite i'd rather people be honest with me well you would rather people be honest with you but they've got x number of years of being trained to be <clears throat> be honest but nice it's kind of like if we're if we're acting mm -hmm. we're doing a sketch we're filming something it doesn't help me yes if you just say oh that was awesome that's great that's yeah. wonderful because what if it's garbage and right. you're not telling me you think it's garbage right because now I'm putting out something that's garbage. Well, but they're socially conditioned to do exactly that. Because <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I just spent like hours working on filming this thing and now editing it. And it sucks because nobody was honest with me and told me, hey, maybe we should change. Like if people had told me what they really thought about right, it, right. then I could have made tweaks or changes to it. Because just because I create something, if I uh -huh. write it and yeah. I'm filming it, because right. a lot of times I'm working with people who don't know how to use cameras and shit, whatever doesn't mean that I know best for everything. Right. And other people's input can hold, be valuable. Hold on. But the vast majority of people, their experience with the vast majority of people is if you tell somebody the truth, they get upset. They get hurt by it. But, but lying to them doesn't help them get better. 
To me and you, that is a true statement. You cannot correct 30 years of a conditioned response by saying to somebody dead in their eye, I'd prefer you to be honest. Because to them, being honest is still doing it in a nice way. Being mean. Okay. I, 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 I am the exact same way you are. And I think a lot of people in our community say that they're the same way as us in the sense of we would rather you be upfront and honest completely, even if it's mean sounding, so we know the truth. I think we can yeah. agree to that. I don't want somebody just to be nice for niceness sake. I want somebody to tell me the truth so I can get better at it. But the vast majority of people, the vast majority of humans are not like that. The vast majority. Maybe it's only, you know, neurodivergent people who want that level of honesty. But we only comprise well, I've also how many experienced in the world? when I've, I've tried to share my honest opinions with you. And yeah, you might not always want to hear it either. Well, I tell you when I don't want to hear it. Sometimes you do. But I'm Most saying time. sometimes I've shared opinions with you, but I'm just saying that on, on the flip side, even and though we how prefer, much of that was your perception, sometimes we want to hear the truth, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to still get a little offended or upset by well, it. Of course, like, we're going to get a little uh, ass hurt. about I, it sometimes. I'd still rather know like, if somebody thinks that what I'm doing is garbage. Yes, you can you can be constructive about it without being mean, but you can say, "Hey, I don't think this is working." Instead of saying, hey, hey, "That's shit. It's garbage." Well, or if we're see, putting if we're if you and I are working on a project, yeah, yeah. let's say we're we're filming a sketch. Right. And other people don't think it's funny. Yeah. It's, if they just say, "Well, it's not funny or it's stupid." Okay, well, how is it stupid? Well, so I think I think that's your responsibility. I think that part is actually your responsibility, not theirs. It's like, well, because if you just tell me it's dumb, I, that doesn't help me. I need to know, understand why it's dumb. So so then I think in the exchange of that, I think it's your responsibility to ask for that follow-up. I don't think it's their responsibility to immediately go, I think it's dumb. Well, because there's too much negative space on this side of the act. Right. No, I think it's up to you. If somebody can, gives you a negative, what are we almost? What? No, no. Oh, okay. If somebody gives you a negative opinion, and this goes for anything we're talking about, if somebody gives you a negative opinion, it says you're a shithead. It's up to you to then go, and how am I a shithead? Or how come you believe that? And I try not to do that to people, though. <clears throat> what? You try not to tell them they're shitheads? No, I try. If I bring a criticism to somebody, I yeah. try to come also with. I try to, before I say anything, I try to mm -hmm. figure out how I can explain to them why. We do that. I, and I just want to point it out one more time. <clears throat> what is that face for? Mom. Anyway, um, I just want to say one more time that like we do stuff like that, but we can't expect the rest of the world to behave that way. And we should not have an expectation that the person is going to come that way. Well, I changed my approach with things like that because I didn't, people would get upset or offended. So I try to right. present the information in a way where it sounds like I'm not attacking them. It sounds like I'm attacking right. or I'm not attacking, but I'm offering criticism or whatever it is right. they're working on. And also try to provide a productive criticism where I like, right. hey, I don't think that's working, but here's how maybe it would work. Or have yeah. you tried this or some, some type of suggestion to go along with it rather than just saying, well, that sucks. Right. Well, so like for me, and I must say this just <clears throat> for myself personally, I don't know if anybody else agrees with this. I don't know if anybody else thinks about it this way. Even when people say criticism, constructive feedback, shitting on it, overly judgmental, that all sounds like the same shit to me. If somebody says that fucking sucks or they say, well, you know, did you think of maybe applying in this direction? Whatever. No, I would flat right? out say, like, I don't think it's working. Oh, no, you you said far worse to me, actually. But I would. And then, by the way, he says it to me. Most everybody else, he does exactly what he said before. I would he, say, he I don't think that's feedback. working out. But that's yeah. if they ask me, because it depends on my relationship with the person. But it, but if people who will, if they flat out ask me my mm -hmm. opinion, I'll tell them. Do you remember the first graphic I tried to make? For no. NSFE? No. You don't, you don't remember? I don't remember it? what it looked like. No, I'm not asking that. Do you remember your feedback? Do you, do you remember how you approached no, that? No, I don't know what I said. I don't remember. Did I say it looks like shit? So, so you said, um, I don't think we can use that. And I said, how come? And you were like, because your colors are all fucking wrong. Did you even bother looking at fonts? And I was like, motherfucker, it took me two hours to come up with that. And you were like, oh, next time you should have me do it. 
So I'm just throwing that out there as an example that, yes, you do generally, you provide feedback. And he did provide me feedback, but all the feedback <clears throat> sounded very subjective. It wasn't like there was some structural issue with the graphic I made. There wasn't some like the colors didn't uh, uh, weren't wrong or anything, or they didn't like conflict with one another. And he just didn't prefer the font. So it was very subjective stuff that he was throwing at me. It's just an example of like, him being direct about it. And I agree. Like I would prefer somebody to say, like if somebody's got feedback on this episode, give us direct feedback about it. Does that mean we have to listen to you now? But do you have every right to tell us what you think? Yes. I mean, if you just literally want to write, you guys suck. That's cool. You can say that. Cause I might follow it up with, okay, how do we suck? Right? Because I think that's part of my responsibility in the interaction. Um, same thing with anything. And I think that's one of those things that kind of gets people all fucked up, like, because they am automatically associate when somebody says their work sucks to they suck. And then, so they don't ask for a follow because all they heard the person say was that there's something wrong with them as a person. I, I think very much. So we need to ask that question, especially as autistic people, as neurodivergent people, we need to take one extra step to ask the fucking follow up question of. How so? Help me understand. And yes, I know that sounds like we have to work harder to have, you know, to, to exist in this world. But yes, we fucking do. Yes, we do. Especially to learn social interaction. We, we have to go that one step further. We need to ask NTs or other uh, autistic people to explain themselves to us. Not because they owe us an explanation, but because we need to understand. And so, yes, we need to ask more. It's, it should be up to us to do so. My opinion, my opinion only. Well, okay. Maybe Steve partially agrees. I don't know. Sometimes people don't want to explain, which is, and that, that's their right to do so. If somebody Especially wants to say you two are fucking assholes and that's all they want to say about it. Okay, fine. But that also means I don't have to listen to a single fucking word they said. I don't have to take that criticism. Well, one last thing I'm going to say about this is this at the end of the day, you got to be okay with you. Every choice you make, you got to be okay with you. If you can lay your head down at night and be okay with the day you had, the choices you made, the interactions you had, that's all you really need. You don't need everybody in the world to love you. You don't need everybody in the world to like you. You don't have to have everybody's approval for everything you do. As a human being, you got to like you first. And like, so when it comes to what we're talking about, no matter what criticism somebody gives you, it ultimately doesn't matter. It's how you view you. So like when you gave me feedback about flyers, I said, okay, cool. And I decided what, what of you, what of the feedback you gave me I could actually use? And what if it was your subjective opinion? Like what font type something is that's subjective because you know, everybody can like a different font, right? So I didn't necessarily take one font looks better than another because me and you are going to look at fonts in a different way. There is some weird stuff with that, though, and this is not really related to flyers, but yeah, yeah. there is a font. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh -huh. That like it's something like 70 percent of businesses use this one font because of how it looks. But there's some I, I don't understand the science of it, but there's some psychological component to it where really? the way the font looks is just has more a certain, pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up, but I remember okay. reading about this years ago. Yeah. If you look at a lot of logos for businesses, yeah. there's a certain font that like 70% of them use. Holy crap. And it's just, it's, these are things that graphic design people know that I don't really know because I'm right. not like professional graphic designer yeah. like that. But um, that's why, like, for instance, you wouldn't do like papyrus font for a logo. I don't even know what the hell you just Papyrus is like, it's not, I'll have to show you something later. Yeah, you're going to have to show me. Like, uh, I know what a papyrus is. It's like, it's like is. doing comic sayings for your logo because oh, it, yeah, it okay. looks like, is it wrong to use comic sayings? No. No, but like, does Would it, it look, look funky? Does it look Probably. stupid? Kind of. Probably. Why does it look stupid? I don't know because people have a hard time taking comic sayings right. seriously yeah. for a business. Right. Because it's stupid looking word font. Well, I mean, but it, we're only defining it as stupid because we're used to X. Right, right. And so when you say subjective, like it's subjective, That's but there's I mean. also like, there's reasons why we find certain fonts. Well, we have I mean, a certain some of it's, connection to certain fonts. Some because of it's of, familiarity though, man. Yeah. Some of it is social conditioning, right? Yeah. Like if you take a weird, obscure fucking font, 
that's probably the papyrus one you were talking about before, or even a more obscure one. If you take one of those and show somebody, they're going to immediately say it's off because they're not familiar with it. They're not, they don't know anything about it. And that's the thing when it comes down to those kinds of things. And also when it comes down to people's opinions, you got to remember that people are going to say, Oh, fun. that's what it looks like. Yeah. I think it looks good. Oh God. All right. This is why you're not allowed to make that flyers. Is, that is why I'm not allowed to make flyers. <laughs> yes, that's why. That's why. Um, all right. So anybody listening to the episode, look up Papyrus uh, for a font. And yes, Nick likes it. But this is also why Nick is not allowed right, to make People flyers. who use this type of font are the same ladies who shove essential oils up their butthole. Okay. That is. Oh, God. Oh, God. That, yeah, I can see what you're saying on that one. Um, okay. So what was I saying? What was I talking about before you showed me that? Um, oh, judgments and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want people to be authentic, and that includes neurotypical so, people. Is try to be, I, I, try to present yourself in a way that's more authentic. Don't pretend to like something just because you want to make no, people no, no, happy. Hold on. But maybe that is authentic to them because they're following the social contract, the one they were conditioned to, the one they were taught to, and it is in them to just be nice. They don't want to say mean things. They don't want to be to be honest. Hold on, hold on. Not to mean you, but it can sound mean to somebody else. Depends on how you present because the information. Maybe, maybe the person themselves, they are being genuine and authentic to who they are. That's why they don't give negative feedback. I had somebody stop talking to me because they are a filmmaker. Uh-huh. And they made a bunch of films, which I was, yeah. you know, I thought were pretty decent. Some of them were pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And then he made a film. Mm -hmm. that I thought was kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. And I told him how I felt about it because he asked me for honest feedback. Yes. And I had watched it at a, uh, what do you call it? Like a pre-screening or whatever. Right. With him and other people. Yes. And I didn't think it was bad. I just like, uh oh. And he's like, oh, you just didn't understand the movie. And then I said, well, I explained the plot to him and what everything uh -huh. meant. I was like, yeah, I did to, get it. I to just proved to him that you did understand. Yeah, I just, yeah. it wasn't as clever as he thought it was. You, you know, you could have just said in that given moment, yeah, sure, that's why. But you've uh, heard me do. I mean, that was pretty dismissive. I think of I pissed him off, but he asked for honest feedback. I gave him right. honest feedback, but he didn't really so, want to hear honest feedback. So that's the thing. That's the thing. Me and you, and maybe it's the autism talking. We want people to be honest with us. Well, the thing is, if they you're if you're a director, if you're directing a movie and you're creating yeah. a movie, especially if someone is a writer, because he's a writer and director, uh -huh. if people just yes you to death. Right. How are you going to get better or how are you going to know if you did a good job? If people just say, yeah, I'm awful. <laughs> well, that's why most directors aren't fucking damn good at what they do. That's why because, most actors aren't but good at what they do. But it doesn't mean everything that you did was bad. It just means like, I think, uh, I remember reading something about like before Tarantino wrote Pulp Fiction, he'd written yeah. a couple of things, but yes. like when he was working well, yeah, on like stuff, Reservoir Dogs, before Reservoir Dogs too, when he first started uh, writing scripts, was it Devil Turns on the Radio or something like that. But like, too? When you start creating stuff, right? Yeah. Maybe you have a couple nuggets of really uh -huh. good stuff in there. Right. What's good about those nuggets? What's good about the the parts that people really like? And what's what's and what why don't people like the parts that they don't like? Well, but isn't that exactly what dictates the difference between somebody who's very very good and passionate and caring about what they do and somebody who's not? Could be. Because the person who's just doing to do, they don't want feedback. And the person who actually truly gives a shit about what they're doing, they want feedback. And they will ask for feedback. In fact, they will ask you to pick it up. I also know musician friends with the same thing where they've asked for feedback and I tell them what I like, tell them what, a, what uh -huh. I wasn't a big fan of. And they weren't big fans of that either. But it's like, do you just want to hear the positive? You don't want to hear? You so, just want to hear me say, you're so amazing. Yeah. So we have a certain musician friend who once asked uh, or once played a couple of the originals to me. Okay, uh, of of an album they were doing or are still working on or something, and I gave my honest feedback, and that was the last person, the last time this person has ever talked about their songs with me ever. And I know I'm laughing. I'm not taking pride in that I gave the feedback uh, or the fact that the person's not talking to me anymore about it. It's just I find it really interesting that exactly what you're talking about is right there. It's right there in front of me because this person asked for my feedback about a song. I gave my opinion about the song they wrote, and I've never heard from them again about anything else. It's probably because I was too fucking honest about it. But I also did tell, say to him that it's not my style of music to begin with. I also wouldn't say that somebody sucks. I would. Oh, I would. If the But I'd also qualify it of why I think that. 
because it's my fucking opinion. That doesn't mean it. you do suck. It doesn't mean you are bad at what you do just because I don't think so. I don't think you're any good at it. That doesn't mean it's true. It's just my opinion that I do not prefer what you just did. Yeah. But sometimes I don't feel like explaining the shit out of myself and, and fucking giving some long diatribe about well, I guess what I think they can fix it. We How didn't about really, I just say they suck? We didn't really get into to this por- portion of it, but along with authenticity, mm-hmm. I guess it's also like people pretending that they're okay with you or pretending they like you, or pretending to be your friend when they're not, especially as someone who's autistic and people just try to get along with you or pretend that well, they like you or so, try to be nice to you even if they don't. And I'm not saying that you need to be mean to somebody you don't like. I'm just saying that don't pretend you're my friend Mm-hmm. If you fucking hate me or you think I'm annoying because I'm autistic or whatever, don't pretend that you're my friend. Well, why can't somebody find you annoyingly autistic and be your friend? They can. But okay. I'm saying that people aren't honest about their intentions sometimes and it's misleading. I, I think they are. They just expect you to read it differently. Maybe. Um, I will say from me calling people out on shit like that, they were not direct and upfront about it. They were far more subtle about it. And actually one person who I called out for that and I was like, you just, you just get annoyed by me all the fucking time. I don't know why we hang out. And they said, now you know why we don't hang out very often unless that person is involved. And I went, oh, okay then. And I accepted that that was the relationship. If me and that person are around each other because of the third person, we'll hang out, we'll be cordial, and you know we'll be buddies, but we're never going to call each other. We're never going to hang out just the two of us. And so I now knew the parameters, the boundaries, the dynamic, and I could roll with it. Um, But I had to call out a bunch of people. I had people like, what are you talking about? I think you're such a good friend. You're so awesome. I love how honest you are. They never call me to hang out. Then again, I'm kind of shitty and not very good at calling people to hang out with them either, but yeah, but I I've learned over the years to just accept that that's going to happen, especially because again, their conditioning, they were conditioned to just not talk to people. Yeah. Well, don't tell people they're annoying. I'm sorry. There was a, you, you went on a little tangent a I few did. minutes ago. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. You went I, on a little I don't, tangent I don't a few minutes ago. A lot. sounded like you were lecturing and I just kept picturing like Mufasa talking to Simba on top of Pride Rock. Listen, Simba. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. But don't go to that shadowy place over there. That's where the neurotypicals live. <laughs> you must never go there, Simba. Alright. Alright. Ah, oh, really? I don't know. Really? I, I'm no, Do I'll, I really sound like a lecture that much? I I'll be, be I'll told be that a lot. Rafiki. I'll be the, the awesome. baboon and you can be Mufasa. Awesome. I love it. Because I want right. to wax him over the head with a stick. Yeah, as you should. As you should. All right. Anyway. Yes. I think it's about that time. Okay. It's almost that time. Yeah. Did you check? I don't Did need you? to check. I know. My time blindness isn't as blind as yours. Yeah, that's true, too. That's, that's probably since true. Since you want to stare at the camera anyway. I do. I do. I don't know why. One hour, seven minutes. Oh, my God. It's time. Yeah. All right. So in that regard, if you like something we said, Leave a comment. Give us some feedback. If you dislike something we said, leave a comment. Give us some feedback. If you fucking think we suck, fucking drop a comment. If you want to hear more about uh, authenticity. Yes. If you want to hear more about that, please let us know. Let Uh, us know your hyperfixations. Ooh, that's a good idea. Let Let us know know your special interests. And also, just so everybody knows that me and Steve are the two human beings who do uh, comment and respond to everything on all social media platforms. So if you have a direct question about it, uh, about us, about the show, or anything we've said whatsoever, you are more than welcome to leave a comment for us on anything whatsoever. We do get back to people as soon as possible, as well as tune in next week to another thrilling, compelling episode of On the Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs>